Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. It is great to be here on this Monday. David Shepard is here. We've got Marco Belletti on the updates. Busy night in the NBA. The NBA, it's the first words out of my mouth. These may be the last NBA words out of my mouth tonight, but there's there's a lot going on. And there were some injury shenanigans over the weekend, and if you uh, gamble in any sort of way, you're you're really distracted by some of those things. Joel Embiid, Cade Cunningham too on Sunday. These these late scratches are killing me, hypothetically. But it's a it's a day all about football. It's a day all about yesterday's football games. Really, the last true football day of the season. I feel uh, you do get the Super Bowl which is a lot of the pageantry and the commercials and the halftime show. And, you know, there is still a game to be played and the game will be an interesting game. I have no idea what to do with this game. I have no idea how to predict this game. There's the never bet against Mahomes factor to it. But then there's also what the hell is a Brock Purdy and why is he doing this? How is he doing this? So definitely we will have time. We will have time. We may dabble with some predictions, with some early thoughts, but we've got a good two weeks to break this one down. I feel like there were there were a couple of years where they went to a one-week thing. That might be a Mandela effect memory, but where there was like no break. I'd like to get back to that. I'd like to just get right to the Super Bowl. I, I personally don't need the whole week. I don't know who does. Uh, obviously, the league likes it because then they can – digest these ones and then everybody goes to Vegas this year and and they can party and get the coverage and bring in people from all over the world but it would be it'd be super great if we could just play football this Sunday and find out how this game is going to go down cuz it's very intriguing and it's because of the way that these two teams got here the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs now this was a Super Bowl a few years ago you may remember Jimmy Garoppolo was leading the Niners back then the Chiefs Outside of Tyreek Hill, I mean, they're pretty much relatively the same. Although I think they've been through like six or seven starting running backs since then. They shuffle these guys in and out every couple of weeks, like every year. Remember Damian Williams, I think, was in that Super Bowl? Where the hell is he? 
So the Chiefs have been shuffling those, but you got Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey and Spagnolo, and then you've got Kyle Shanahan and Kittle and Debo and all these guys on the Niners, but a different quarterback, obviously, in Brock Purdy. And the way that these teams got here is very interesting. And I do let you know the teams that I am a fan of. You heard I'm in Milwaukee, so I'm a fan of all the Wisconsin teams. And as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, look, the last 14 years have kind of been, like, rough. They've been rough. There's been a lot of great moments in the regular season. There's been a couple of great playoff moments. But there's been some really awful playoff moments. Some really awful and dreadful playoff moments. And as I try to tell people, as a Packers fan, like, the, the, the we're not the Patriots, okay? We're not winning six Super Bowls. We're not the Chiefs who just take one dynasty and go to the next. This is a team that is consistently good in the regular season and then doesn't get to the Super Bowl. And I bring this up because of the Detroit Lions specifically. I bring it up because there's so many other fan bases that think, oh, we would kill for that level of success. We, we, we would kill for that level of, of uh, accomplishment. We want to be in the running. We want to be there towards the end. And while I ultimately feel like this run for Detroit and Baltimore, these runs that they had, where they have a successful season, maybe an MVP here, furthest you've ever been in the Super Bowl era here, you know, reinvigorate a city, all these great memories that you'll be able to look back on, some of the biggest wins of your fan life. It ultimately is better than being 5-12 and 12 and being a laughingstock. And having a season where you have expectations and then maybe your quarterback gets hurt and it derails it. Or having a year where every year the only time that you're nationally relevant is on Thanksgiving Day. And not because, hey, this is a chance to watch Detroit, but because of the topic, does Detroit have to have a game every year? Can we can we get them somewhere else? Can we we don't even want to watch these guys when we're taking a nap is a is essentially what you're being told. I mean, that, that, like you don't even want to be background while people are making the turkey. That's how bad it's gotten for Detroit. And so, again, why I bring everything up is when you have those years of mediocrity or first-round exits or you know, even worse, like abject failure, those are tough. Those are tough. And it cannot be fun. And and there's apathy. And that's really what you don't want. You don't want to be apathetic about your favorite team ever. That's just no fun. When you get to this point, though, and you lose, when you get to this point and there's specific plays that you can think about and you will think about forever, when you get to this point and you have the thought in your mind, we are going to the Super Bowl. It is a brand new level of hell that takes over for you as a sports fan. It is a brand new unlocking of pain and agony. And the crazy thing is, you feel like you could have done something different as a fan. You feel like you could have done something to change the outcome. These games 
happens so quickly. They're a three-hour game, you know, 60 minutes of play, three hours. But the tides that turn, it just feels like it it happens in an instant. Where you're up 24-7 at halftime, if you're Detroit, and then all of a sudden, balls are bouncing off your defender's face, and Brandon Ayuk is catching the most improbable pass that maybe I've ever seen. And there's been some crazy ones. And they're trying to come up with a name in San Francisco. They want to call it the Immaculate Deflection. Um, Somebody else came up with this, but the fluke to Ayuk is much more fittingly. Because Brock Purdy overthrew that football. Brock, Brock Purdy. Oh, my gosh. The tangled web of thoughts that I have about Brock Purdy. I don't get this whole Brock Purdy thing. I don't get it. I think he's all right. I think he's good. My line on him was, you have to be a certain level of good to get into the playoffs and and do what he's doing. But I think there's a lot of other quarterbacks that could do what he's doing. But then again, I watched these two games that they played in the playoffs. My opinion of him as a quarterback is worse than it was before the playoffs started. This guy's going to a Super Bowl? Because he scrambled a few times? All of a sudden, we love running quarterbacks now? That's what we like. All of a sudden, now we cherish running quarterbacks? This guy was overthrowing balls. He was throwing them out of out of bounds. He was throwing them way high. I mean, that Jawan Jennings catch is the best catch of his life because it was an awful pass. That play to Ayuk doesn't happen if he doesn't make an awful pass. The The... The Niners came back in this game because Brock Purdy threw awful passes and made timely runs and avoided a sack. That's an MVP? No. And that's even worse. That's even worse for the Lions. All these different plays you can point to. All these different circumstances that can happen. And we haven't even gotten into the Dan Campbell aspect of it with him going for these fourth downs, which could have been converted and probably should have been. If Josh Reynolds wasn't dropping every pass that came his way, we have a completely different story. And everybody's saying, oh, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell's too aggressive, too aggressive, should have kicked the field goal. Nobody's pointing out he did kick a field goal in the first half when I thought he was going to go for it and get really aggressive. But he actually kicked the field goal. We'll talk about the analytics discussion throughout the evening because the way that it's framed is is wrong. Analytics has gotten into the sport and it's not being perceived like it should be. Analytics should be perceived as percentages and scenarios to help you make the best decision based on the outcome with math. Something like that. What people are perceiving analytics are, are, um, oh, nerds, uh, 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 nerds took over football. They went to call that play in the 80s, nerds. What? Anytime someone calls a play you don't like, it's got to be analytics' fault? No. Dan Campbell's the wrong guy to use in that argument. I just feel like those games yesterday. The Lions and how it seemed like they were going to the Super Bowl and how the shots of the crowd at Ford Field got less and less throughout the game. 
how that basically got taken away from them by the football gods for whatever reason. I mean, again, as a Packer fan, I've had a lot of tough playoff losses. I've had a lot of tough NFC championship losses. But I can still think of the good times. I can still think, well, those eight bad days happened, but I had a couple of really good days. The Lions don't have that. The Lions have had 40 years, 50 years, 60 years of nothing, of ineptitude. And then they get this far. And not only do they lose the game, which is hard enough, but they lose like that? I mean, this is the kind of day, this is the kind of day yesterday where I think I think America was exhausted today. I think America was mentally and physically exhausted today if you watch those games. Even if you're not a fan, this is the crazy part about yesterday, even if you're not a fan of either of those teams, those games took a lot out of a lot of people. I mean, to watch those games as they unfolded and to see those things, it's like you can't even comprehend the stuff that you're seeing. These AFC championship games, these NFC championship games, they were basically in contention until the end. The Ravens game. You know, there's going to be a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson. I still think Lamar Jackson, I think you have to put him as the second best quarterback in the league right now. But he ran into Patrick Mahomes the same way that Josh Allen ran into Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow beat Patrick Mahomes once, but then couldn't win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has been a starter for six years. He's made the AFC Championship game in every year. This is his fourth Super Bowl. This is bonkers. This is like on the path to being Tom Brady without that little gap in between. Brady went to six Super Bowls in 20 years. What's to say Patrick Mahomes at this rate isn't going to go to 10 Super Bowls? Isn't going to go to 13 Super Bowls? They, They don't lose. They don't lose. It happens like clockwork. It's not even that the Chiefs won that game yesterday, which obviously they did, okay? They they won the football game. But we always like to ask the question, did they win or did the Ravens lose? Did the Niners win or did the Lions lose? I think in both cases, the Ravens lost and the Lions lost. The Chiefs offense, this offense put up 17 points. 17 points. If you're telling any Ravens fan, hey, you're going to hold the Chiefs to 17 points, they are booking their flights to Vegas. If you tell any Ravens fan, hey, in the second half against the Chiefs, you're going to allow zero points, the Chiefs will only have five first downs, and they will only gain 3.3 yards a play. You're going to think, did we, I mean, did we shut them out? Are we going to win by 30? Is this game going to be over in the third quarter? The Ravens' defense came to play. The Chiefs did not beat them. They beat themselves. They beat themselves with a Zay Flowers crazy turnover right near the end zone. Recovered for a touchback. Those kind of things happen like clockwork against the Chiefs. It's not even like a Mahomes miracle or cheating or a fluky rule. It's just like, The Ravens got bad luck, and that's what happens against the Chiefs. Not only are they very, very good, but the other team just makes ridiculous mistakes, self-inflicted wounds, and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. The Lions, 
I just feel so bad for the Lions and Lions fans. And Dan Campbell being up there at the podium and making a point to tell Lions fans and his team and himself, hey, we, we might never, ever get back here, ever. We might never, ever get back here. It's like, I mean, that's the thing that when we get this far, we like to have a little bit of hope that, you know, brighter days are coming, but you're telling us, no, this was, this was really hard. And you guys, we probably, this was our, probably our, this was probably our chance. It was such an overwhelming day where you had two games that for the victors, they get to look at this and say, man, we got away with a few things there. And the chiefs look at that right back to the Super Bowl. And the Niners, this is two games now, two games now, where they've been outplayed for most of the game. But the other team that they faced could not capitalize on either the turnovers they were given or the turnovers that they were tried to be given. And the 49ers, who all year have been pretty dominant, lost a couple of games and some guys were hurt, you know, got beat up by the Ravens pretty good. But otherwise, we've seen the Niners play pretty good football. Firing in all cylinders. Christian McCaffrey, the defense. Purdy was better. Purdy has looked better in the regular season than he's looked at all in the playoffs. And the Niners somehow are using their bag of tricks to advance. With a legendary loss to the Lions. One that like one that like fans of other teams will wake up and they have nightmares from. You know? I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable. And this is what happens. There's more people that are watching these games than ever. Some 57 million, I think, watched that Lions-Niners game. The numbers went up for the conference championships. The numbers went up for the divisional round. The numbers went up for the wild card. The stakes are incredibly high. You can't make these mistakes and then move on with your life. They live with you forever. The Ravens running six plays to their two running backs. They ran six times. That's going to live with them forever. Zay Flowers, that fumble is going to live with him forever. Lamar's interception and the triple coverage will live with him forever. Dan Campbell, all the decisions he made that did not work out will live with him forever. Josh Reynolds dropping passes will live with him forever. The defense not being able to contain Brock Purdy where he escapes and hits a toe-tapping fullback on the sideline. It lives with these guys forever, and thus it lives with the fan forever. It's a unique kind of torture that we put ourselves through as a sports fan because the moments of joy, the moments of joy that come along the way are fun, but we want the championships, and I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like when the team that you root for and spend dollars for and spend time on is the last team standing. I've I've only seen it happen a few times with the teams I like, but there is nothing like it. But the way that some fans have to go through these trials and tribulations, I really, even with that joy, I don't know why we do it to ourselves. But we do, and we're doing it in record numbers, and we're here to break it all down today. We'll talk Chiefs and Ravens. We'll talk Niners and Lions. We'll hear from some of the many fans we've been hearing from the last couple of weeks. And we have heard from a lot of Lions and Ravens fans the last couple of weeks. And now you are in a period of absolute misery. And I do not envy that. I've been there. It sucks. So I know. So I can be your comfort if needed. But what an what an incredible day. What a day that like 
How do you go to sleep after last night? I was sitting there still at the ceiling. I, I mean, I was not affected. These weren't my teams. But how do you go to sleep after a day like that? 855-212-4227. We'll talk about all this. I do want to, like, I, I want to take, I don't want to be too graphic here, but this whole analytic conversation, I want to take it out back and dispose of it. I think we're getting into a weird spot. And we knew it was coming, but we did it anyway. It just it it boggles me how smart I think some people are sometimes, and then they just like almost on purpose be dumb. And that's what's happening here. Dan Campbell is not the guy you do this with. We'll discuss. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. This is CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. get it you know um i get that but i don't regret those decisions and that's hard you know it's hard because you know they didn't we didn't come through it wasn't able to to work out but i just i don't i don't and i understand the scrutiny i'll get that's part of the gig man um but you know we just just didn't work out you're listening to the Bart Winkler Show, heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. That's Dan Campbell, as you can guess. I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here, 855-212-4227. So this is what's happened in sports over the last maybe 10 years, is that maybe 15 is that for so long, people used to make decisions however they made decisions. That was it. I mean, they made decisions. Maybe they used a strategy. Maybe they called back to a previous time. Maybe they just went with gut feeling. Maybe they did do some research and figured out what was the best way to, to do uh, an approach a problem. That's how it's always been. But then in the last 10, 15 years, the word analytics emerged. And the analytics, that word covers any math that's put into a problem. Anytime that there's a problem that uses different results, that uses different numbers, we call it analytics. And so what I think a lot of people feel like is we had this game that was so pure and true and manly man made manly decisions But then somewhere along the way, an army of nerds raided the castle and took over. And these manly men who used to beat up these nerds were all of a sudden either being forced to or willingly listening to numbers and equations and geometric solutions at like when to punt and it's ruined the game we love. Now, when you break everything like that down into a little tiny paragraph, it sounds like the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life because it is analytics. Analytics is not some fancy, like foreign language that you're not privy to. Analytics is not some special equation that we can't figure out. 
and you have to have a PhD to understand. Analytics is, hey, in this situation, what usually works based on what's happened before? Oh, you have a number? Okay, well, then I'm going to do what normally works. That's what happens. Now, I think that some people feel like coaches and players and managers or whoever only go by that number. And that's that's when we get mad. It's like, you only go by that number. I think for the most part, people use that number quite a bit, but there's still the feel. There's still the game situation. There's still the, the gut feeling. I, st- I still think a lot of that still lives. And the best example of this is Dan Campbell. If you're going to make one guy be the target of the, like, crusade against analytics, it ain't going to be the most football guy of them all. It ain't going to be Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's not going for it on fourth down because of a calculator. He's going for it because he's aggressive, because he's been aggressive. That's why he's going for it. And those plays, the first one definitely should have worked. So I think the whole thing is getting real stupid already. Dan Campbell is not the poster child for this. He made decisions that he thought were best for him, and they didn't work out, so he looks dumb. But if they would have worked out, he would have looked great. What if he went for the field goal to go up 17 and the guy missed it? What if it got blocked? We don't know that. So I think this whole conversation already got pretty dumb, but it's already been dumb. And we've just been waiting for this to explode on a bigger scene, and now it is. And now, you know, we can all fight against analytics. The, the, the biggest problem with fighting against analytics is nobody really knows what they're fighting against. Nobody knows what they're mad at. Ask somebody who's mad at analytics to describe analytics. They will give you dumb answers. They will say like, oh, I don't like numbers. You don't like numbers? You, you don't like numbers. Do you like your birthday? Do you like your salary? Do you like the temperature you preheat an oven for a frozen pizza? Like you don't like numbers? How dumb are you? Don't be that dumb. My analytics... We'll call them the Bartolytics. Is you do what the other team doesn't want you to do. That's that's simple to me. Do what the other team doesn't want you to do. And what I don't think the Niners wanted the Lions to do there was kick a field goal. I don't think they wanted the Lions to kick a field goal to go up 17 because that's three different scores. The Niners would have rather the Lions go for it so they have the chance to stop it. Stopping the play on fourth down, if you're a defense, gives you a better chance than stopping a field goal. Now, would the guy made the field goal? What are the numbers of this? But I'm just telling you, from the defensive standpoint, they would have rather they gone for it so that they can try to actually win the play and then gain a little momentum. And then it's right away there was that play to Ayuk and the whole thing turned. So, yeah, he could have gone up. He could have done that. But I think the main thing you do in those situations, every time that I see a, a coach on fourth down, I always think, what does the other team not want you to do? What does the other team not want you to do? You do that thing. That's what you do. I think it's that simple. 855-212-4227. Uh, we have actually decided to, because I, I think so. I've been in this time slot now for a month, um, and I think it's gone fine, well. Um, I'm happy with it, but I, I do think that we can improve and get better. So we actually, and this is coincidental to the weekend, but and Shep knows about this, we hired an outside firm um, that's going to provide analytics for the show to try to help the show sound and flow as good as possible. So right now, 
the analytics are telling me that it should be time for an update, but I see that we have people that want to talk on the phone. So already I'm at a little bit of a crossroads because the analytics are telling me one thing, but my gut and my feel tells me that I want to take some phone calls. So this is a tough spot already. I got to decide what to do. What would the other shows not want me to do? God, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to spurn our analytics department, right? I think I'm going to take a phone call. I'm going to go to Cell in Greenville. Cell, I'm going to bust through analytics to talk to you. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Forget the analytics, Bart. Forget the analytics, baby. Yeah, screw these nerds we hired. (laughs) Listen, I'm a Cowboys fan, Bart. I had them winning it all, of course. They lost. So I was going for Lamar. He lost. Lamar lost. I was going for Detroit. They lost. So, Bart, am I bad luck or is this just how these things work? Um, so I uh, also rooted for Lamar, and I was rooting for Detroit as well. So we are bad luck. I guess, I guess so. Listen, I'm just so disappointed in Lamar Jackson, though. I mean, it was just unbelievable. The game he played was just so bad. And you can't put it on the defense. Yeah, they allowed 17 quick points, but they didn't do nothing second half. Chiefs didn't do nothing second half. Zero points, five first downs, that's it. Nothing, nothing. And Lamar Jackson and company just could not get it together. Three things that will stick out. Three things that will stick out. That fumble, Lamar Jackson's fumble. Lamar Jackson's interception. Zay Flowers fumbling at the goal line. Oh, man, just so tough. Just tough. Just tough. Yeah, it's really tough for them. Um, so thanks for the call. Don't root for the uh, Don't root for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, Bart. Hey, Bart, one more I thing. I want them though. to win. Hey, hey, one more thing, though, Bart. For the, as far as the Lions game go, I was listening to Rome earlier, and he sum, I'm going to sum it up what he said. He said, sometimes – what got you here will not get you there, and there is the Super Bowl. No, that's a good point, and I think a lot of people sell. Thanks for the call. Look at that and look at Dan Campbell's aggressiveness and say it got them there, but it also cost them. Again, he kicked the field goal in the first half. He could have been more aggressive, and Josh Reynolds really should have caught that football. So... And the funny thing about all the analytics, like the analytics, it's like the same percentage as if they should have kicked the field goal or or gone for it. And I think once he went for the field goal or once he went for the fourth down the first time, it's like, well, I have to go the second time. And that that sucks because it didn't work out. We're going to look at that forever because it didn't work out. And that's where it's going to lead him. I think for Lamar Jackson, um, Lamar Jackson. So I was worried that if – we got to Monday and they lose. There's going to be a lot of talk about Lamar's failure failure to perform at this level. But I think Lamar got bailed out by such a horrific game plan by his offensive coordinator that we might not go in on Lamar as hard as I thought people would. Six attempts to Gus Edwards and Justice Hill total. Justice Hill, three carries. Gus Edwards, three carries. You give three carries to someone as a novelty. Debo Samuel had three carries. Elijah Mitchell had four carries. Hell, Travis Kelsey got a carry. Travis Kelsey got a third of the carries as Gus Edwards this weekend. That is ridiculous. All right, analytics. 
Oh, boy. Analytics are real mad at me. Okay. We will bring in. Uh, we got to get to an update. Analytics. I want to take another call here. I really do. But uh, the nerds are going to start stabbing me with protractors. So I got to get to an update. And then we'll get back to the calls. Us football guys, we want to talk football. We'll be able to do that. I just got all these nerds telling me to to go to an update. So we'll do that. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. I hurt myself today. Can't turn the ball over. You know, farm boy interception, stuff like that. I give them the opportunity to, you know, put points on the board and win the game. We we get in that red zone. It's been our it's been our touchdown all season, you know. We just gotta finish and we didn't do a good job on finish. You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Lamar Jackson lost a fumble. Lamar Jackson threw an interception. Zay Flowers lost a fumble, a costly fumble. And the Ravens fall to the Chiefs 17-10, putting Kansas City in the Super Bowl. The Niners will be their opponent. I love Super Bowl rematches. I do. But from like the 80s and 90s, when it happens in current times, we just saw this one four years ago, man. I, I don't know. Congratulations to the respective fan bases. but And the Chiefs again? How do, how do we go from the Patriots for 20 years and now this dynasty with the Chiefs? NFL's, NFL's telling me it's a league of parity. It's a league of parity. Is it? Is it? Billy Ray is in Oceanside. What's up, Billy Ray? How are we doing over there? Hey, man. Uh, it sounds like you having some sour grapes about the fact that your Green Bay Packers lost to Brock Purdy to begin with. So that's for starters, all right? Oh, you you could tell? You could tell that? Just a little bit. So I'm glad that uh, you're going to be able to work through that with your therapist. Now, with that (laughs) said, let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy and all the questions you have for him, all right? Look, who cares about Mr. Irrelevant? The same that who cares about Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round and never got a shot at the University of Michigan because Drew Henson was drafted by the Yankees as a freshman and never wanted to see his rifle arm. Nobody knows... No, nobody knows what his name is, where he's at. Let's talk about Brock Purdy for a second, because you keep asking, why Brock Purdy? Who is this Brock Purdy? I'll tell you something. Brock Purdy is somebody who brought Arizona high school football to the sixth toughest conference in the nation. That's the starters. Now let's talk about his professional career. The man has a 70% passing completion, 110-plus passer rating. He's thrown almost 45 touchdowns to 15 interceptions, and he was 13-0 and 0 before he got his arm broken, basically, and lost last year. So why is he there this year? Because he's a winner. Brock, give him the credit he Bart, give him the credit he deserves, A, and B, I want to throw something else out there. Shep, let me ask you this. Look, everyone's replaceable, and there's a lot of people who could do your job not well, not as well as maybe you do it. But they might be on the listening on the other end saying, why Bart Winkler? Why Bart Winkler? What's he got? Well, where, where, saying, where's this going? Brock Purdy got. <laughs> What's your question? My, my question at the end of the day is, why are you questioning a, bo- a natural-born winner? 
Well, no, here's so this is a great this is a great point. I can tackle this, I think. Um, this is a great point, and and I'm glad that you kind of led me into it anyway. But this is where I am on Brock Purdy. Okay, um, I don't know how he won these games. I, I look at some of these throws, and they're atrocious. I watch this guy play, and I don't like. I don't. I don't get it. I hear from all these people that like I have friends in the San Fran media, and they're they're trying to say like anyone that doesn't see it is just pretending. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I see like this one guy who writes for the athletic out there that's trying to compare him to Steve Young and Joe Montana, and it's like whoa, sickening whoa, to whoa. me. I'm not into that. I'm not. Okay. Into all right. That. All right. So this is there. so this is. But then but then here's what here's here's what I can't deny. Everything you said. I can I can question what he does here. I can question what he does here. I can question the methods to his madness. But what does he do? What is what does he do? And what's the only important thing? He I'll wins. I'll tell you what he does. I'll tell you what he does. He gives the ball to Christian McCaffrey. He throws it to Debo Samuel. He, he wins. Lets them do the magic, and he wins. He wins. Let, he wins. Let it be what he wins. Is. So every every anything that any complaint, any criticism, any like. Well, would I rate his arm strength? Would I rate his decision making? Would I rate I his? That. The, it doesn't matter because he wins. That. He's a winner. Yeah, just like just like you, you were winner too, Bart. That's how you got to where you are. You were winner. It wasn't by luck. It's because you know what you're doing. Well, I hope that I'm better at radio than Brock Purdy is at throwing in the double coverage. But well. That's still the jury's not out, but I although you, right? most of my, I would say most of my career has been me throwing, overthrowing, and hit the ball going off some other guy's head, and then me catching it somehow. So maybe you look, are right on all this, look, Billy Ray. Look, look, luck <laughs> is when hard work meets opportunity. Leave yeah, it's it my it quote. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Billy Ray. With you, love you guys. Take care. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right. How'd I how'd it go, Chef? How'd it go? That went well. I, I mean, here's the thing about Brock. You can you can question his throwing ability and accuracy at times, but I will tell you this much. He made plays with his legs that I have never seen from Brock Purdy at any point in his career. His ability Yeah, and running quarterbacks are celebrated now. For years they were trash, but now Brock Purdy <laughs> runs and now they're celebrated. Yeah, but 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 what what makes it even more remarkable is that no one saw that coming. Like, no one saw Brock Purdy having six less rushing yards than the greatest rushing quarterback of all time in Lamar Jackson. And you can say whatever you want about Brock, and maybe he's a, a quote-unquote, you know, high-end game manager, and he's got amazing weapons around him. But we also have to be fair. With Jimmy G and Trey Lance, you know, Trey maybe not so much, but Jimmy G to some extent, those are, those are good quarterbacks. They were 8-4 and four with those guys in 2022. They were Seven and zero with Brock Purdy. He is a substantial upgrade from a decent quarterback. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes. He's certainly not Steve Young and Joe Montana at this point. But he is without question one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying he's all world the way we you know label Mahomes and, and Burrow and Lamar and Josh Allen. But you know what? I take him over Dak, right? No, I would take Dak over Brock Purdy. I would wow. take J- Jared Goff over Brock Purdy. Oh, I, I, I would take I would take I would take Goff over Purdy only because I Goff would take CJ Stroud over Brock Purdy. Oh, I would you, take Jordan Love. You don't you don't you don't over then, Brock Purdy. Then you don't like then you don't like then you don't like Brock Purdy. If you're taking no disrespect, I know Jordan Love was amazing in the second half of the season and was even better versus the Cowboys. But you can't tell me you trust. Let me tell you something, Bart. I, I hate to bring up old wounds, 
Brock Purdy does not make that pass rolling out of bounds over the middle and gives the game away with an interception. You and I both know that. No, yes, he does. It just no, doesn't, doesn't get intercepted. No, Brock Purdy did that against the Lions like twice. <laughs> Brock Purdy did that exact thing, and somehow Jawan Jennings got Mr. Elastic Arms and brought it down. With the Brock, game on the line? Brock, with the game Brock, on the line? With the game on the line, the on the line Brock Purdy overthrew and hit a Lion defender in the face. And then it bounced off right into Brandon Ayuk's hands. Brock Purdy does all these things. It's just he gets away with it somehow. I respect So it. maybe I yeah. should take Brock Purdy because while he's not better than these other guys, he wins. He wins. What am I supposed to do? The guy wins. He stinks. Yeah. He wins. Well, the guy led the NFL, like I said, like yeah, I think even Billy Ray said, he led the NFL in QBR. He led the NFL in passer rating. I think, Bart, you are being you are being too hard on Brock Purdy. Listen, I, I I'm with you. It's sickening. It's sickening to see the Lions cough off that game, specifically Dan Campbell. It's sickening to see the Ravens give that game away and giving up no points in the second half to the Chiefs, and they still find a way to squander that golden opportunity. But you can't hate on Brock. I, I feel like you're being too critical of this guy, man. Oh, probably. Okay. Okay. Well, you admit that, so I I can appreciate that. I'm not saying he's perfect, but if you're if you're telling me you're taking Dak, Pre- and I'm I'm the biggest Dak fan, but if you're telling me you trust Dak Prescott more in a big game well, than Dak, you do Brock Purdy, we're not watching the same two quarterbacks. Dak Prescott's a fundamentally better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Oh, he's got. Listen, he. I'll give you this. He's got a better arm. I think he, you can even make a claim that he's the better uh, athlete. But he doesn't, he doesn't put it all together the way that Brock Purdy has. Remember something. Brock Purdy's 4-0 in the playoffs. I don't, I don't count the Eagles game. He's 4-0 in the playoffs. Brock Purdy outplayed Dak last year in the division yeah. round. And you know that. Yeah. As a yeah. rookie. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make any sense. It's like Patrick Mahomes, would you say that he gets some luck and Tom Brady got some luck over the years? But they're also some of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. You know what though? You know what though, Bart? Patrick Mahomes also had a, gr- a golden opportunity used against him when D. Ford went off sides, and Tom Brady had terrible luck when it comes to the Manningham catch and also the Tyree catch. So yes, those guys have had some luck, but they've also had the bad luck, and they still amount to two Super Bowls and seven Super Bowls respectively. That's greatness. I just think that the, to, for a trip to the Super Bowl on the line, he played about as bad as you could as a quarterback and advanced. Now he made big scrambles. Well, his five best plays were running plays and then like mistakes that benefited him. And this is the guy that people want to be the MVP. I, I, hey, if there's anyone that didn't look very quarterbacky this weekend, it was Brock Purdy. Are we riled up now? Let's hear it, Purdy lovers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.